I'm India and welcome to the second series of the Starter Ripple podcast. This series is proudly sponsored by Cotswold Outdoor, the outdoor experts working to change the fabric of outdoor retailing. And you can find out more about their sustainability mission and services on their website. Now, this podcast is a platform for me to chat with inspiring folk that are making ripples in their lives by moving in nature. And I'm here to find out a little bit more about how this connection with movement and nature is having an impact on their mind, body and the environment too. And I hope the conversations that come from this podcast will encourage you to get outside, move, dream big and see what happens from the ripples you create. All right, it's time to introduce my guest. Jamie Ramsey is a British endurance adventure athlete who has covered over 26,000 kilometers of human-powered traveling through 27 countries over the last five years. But life wasn't always this way. Before adventuring, Jamie spent 12 years working in the city before reaching burnout and knew he needed to get out and change his lifestyle. I caught up with Jamie on his current adventure, cycling 10,000 miles around the UK in 80 days. And Jamie had just jumped off his bike into a nearby field, quite literally, to chat with me. So you might hear the odd tractor or sheep noise in the background, but I think it adds something to it, right? All right. So, hi, Jamie, and welcome to the Start of Ripple podcast. How are you doing? I am very well, thank you, and thank you for having me on. I have to admit I'm a little bit tired. I've cycled up a really long hill, but uh, apart from that, I'm on an adventure, so that makes me happy. Yeah, and the sun is shining. It so, is um, indeed. Can you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you came to cycling up a hill right this second? <laughs> oh, wow, that's a long answer. So uh, I am from Scotland, uh, born just outside Edinburgh, and um, I had a pretty good childhood. I went to, had schools, had brothers, had parents who loved me, and sister who is very cool, and really outdoorsy kind of um, upbringing with doing lots of sports sailing and horses and um, all that kind of jazz and went to school then university and then I think that's where my little story goes a bit lost for a while because when I was like 18 19 20 I had no idea what I wanted to do with life so I just jumped on this path that everyone else was going which was go to university go to London get yourself a job um, my father worked in the city my brother worked in the city um, so I just kind of blindly followed this route into into a big city uh, and got myself a job at a PR company and just I think my life then kind of stagnated for 12 years I just sat there in a job which I didn't really enjoy which was financial communications um and i kind of find i got hooked on the kind of um how would you say like life i think lots of things like jobs like kind of expectations of people you kind of get um every year you're expected to do a little bit more get a little bit more money you get your promotion you get a bigger house you get a better car you kind of get roped into this world that somehow once you get on that bandwagon you end up having to work harder to be able to sustain it and you can it drags you in and it's all encompassing um and the problem was it didn't make me happy i didn't i didn't receive any of the the good bits out of it because it wasn't something i was passionate about so there was no 
um, fulfillment or reward. Um, and I think as the time I spent in the city ebbed along, I became bored, I became uh, distracted and I needed to look for other things to get satisfaction. And for me, that was doing things like uh, sports. So I kind of that typical person who does like half uh, like a 5k 10k half marathon then a marathon then a 10k swim and then a half Ironman always looking for that next big thing um and then I think if I'm honest the other side was I just went out and partied too much and um got to the point where maybe I was doing a bit too much of both of them and really not enjoying the job and then one day I just had a realization I wasn't happy and I needed to I kind of at 34 I was like if I carry on doing this for the rest of my life oh I'm just not gonna be proud of what I do and who I am so I kind of thought back what when was the last time you can remember being truly happy uh fulfilled uh content proud of yourself uh and it was when I'd finished a run through Vietnam in 2013 it's 240 kilometers through just I'd solo run I'd meant to be part of this competition uh which is 240 kilometers through the jungle and it had been cancelled and i remember being bummed out about that thinking oh, i've bought the tickets i've done all the training i've raised money for charity uh, and now they've cancelled it and i just decided on a whim i was like well what's stopping me just go to vietnam go run just do it yourself you don't need a organization around to do it so i went to vietnam did it and as I was hitting this low, I remembered that little moment in my life and thought, you need to cap, you need to capture that and work out how to keep it as the kind of forefront of your life and what you're aiming for and what you're pushing and striving for. Um, so 2014, I quit my job, flew to Canada. I think I quit my job. I finished my job on the end of July, 15th of August, standing in Vancouver. And then I ran 17,000 kilometers to Argentina. Six years later, seven years later, sitting on top of a hill, having just cycled up, uh, cycled home for three and a half thousand kilometers in the last 28 days. There you go. You make it sound so simple, but I, you know, I'm going to dive into all of that right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Wow. I mean, I can totally appreciate where you're coming from. Kind of doing something because you felt you had to. I actually went to university as well, ended up doing PR, funnily enough. Hey. Um, hated it. <laughs> and um, yeah, in London, and then just had this kind of epiphany and moved to the coast and changed everything. Um, so yeah, it's 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 that it's that feeling, I think, and you said obviously it was something that you remembered that that memory of you in Vietnam that kind of you work backwards to try and recreate that. And I think that's a really important thing, actually, to if someone is stuck in a rut, to, to think, when were you most happiest last? Yeah. And how can you recreate that? Um, so, so why was it that, what, what was it that made you go to Canada and do this epic trip um, on the, in the first place? What, what came to mind when you thought that is what I'm going to do to make me leave my job well I think just go back to what you said about getting the kind of going down the blind route I think one thing that I learned which was very important was um, when I kind of quit my job I remember speaking to my father and kind of we're having this kind of conversation I was like you know 
this is kind of what you expected of me to go and do the city thing, to go and do that. And my dad just turned around and said, not once in my life did I ever tell you that this is what you had to do. This is something that you have created in your own mind because of everything around you. You have put this pressure on yourself to go and do this thing. And I was like, what? So you don't care if I just go off and do this? He's like, you got to do what you got to do. So I was like, I think a lot of people sometimes feel they're trapped because of people around them. But actually the people around them are actually wanting them to be happy for foremost so just to be able to just remember that um but then why did i go to canada uh oh, to be honest the simple answer is that was the easy option um i sat down in a pub and thought right if you're going to quit your job to go and do something running related because i thought what are the things that make me happy so it was like traveling kind of learning about new cultures uh running um outdoors stuff camping and all that kind of stuff i wanted to to encapsulate that into one adventure and then i thought well i can't just quit my job and go run a marathon in a foreign country i have to do something a bit more epic it has to be at least a year because you know i've been in my career for 12 years i've been made partner and i was about to just kind of put that aside and go off in a different direction so i kind of thought right i'm away for a year running so it's 30 I could do probably 30 kilometers a day, 365 days, quick math, that's roughly 11,000 kilometers. Where can I go? Straight away, I'm gonna run around the world and then looked at the map and went, actually, that's really dangerous. Uh, I don't speak that language. Uh, that's gonna be tricky because of admin and I've never done anything like this before. Uh, so I kind of scrapped that one quickly. And then I kind of went, right, John O'Groats to Cape Town. And I, the same things came up. I was like, ooh, out now. Uh, uh, and I couldn't afford it and that kind of stuff. So then I looked at the map and I thought, oh, Vancouver to Buenos Aires, that's kind of nice. It's 17,000 kilometers. You can, British passport will get you into every single one without having to apply for a visa. There's only two languages. Uh, yeah, it's the easy option. So I kind of thought it was a good starter adventure. So yeah, and how long did that take you? Uh, so the, because I was in PR, I would say that it took me 367 running days. Um, it actually took me about 15 months because uh, I, I am not someone who is motivated by records or firsts or anything like that. So it's just things like when, when I got from, I'd run down through America and I got to think I was like Santa Barbara and then my little sister very selfishly got engaged. Uh, so I had to fly back from Panama because there was no way I was going to be that guy. I was like, oh, no, I'm on an adventure. I'm not coming to your wedding. I was like, you're my little sister. I'm coming to your wedding. So I flew back and that added a bit of time on and things like that. So it was about 15 months, I would say. Wow. And, and you know, Canada is one of the most beautiful parts in the world. I've never been. I've always wanted to. So was there an a, appeal to it about sort of the, the side of being immersed in nature? Because obviously this podcast, I founded it because I was fascinated by the power of moving in nature and going from an office job, you know, in the city to wanting the total opposite. Was that immersion, you know, in the elements something that you were after as much as the endurance side? So the endurance thing does push me a lot. That does drive me. It's, uh, it's that whole kind of um, how far can I push my body day in, day out without taking rests or with minimal rests and um but being in nature i think is equally as important for me i love 
uh, you know, I'm sitting next to the field of sheep right now, and it's, that's amazing. Um, there was a fear because, like, when I first started, I was working in the city, I was partying a lot, and I was kind of life and soul party, center of attention, loud, kind of feeding off everyone's kind of energy. And everyone was a bit worried, I think, that when you go into the middle of nowhere, like, how is that going to affect you? And it was a little bit, for me, I just kind of ventured out into the middle of nowhere and I was just like, oh, my, this is amazing. I don't need, I, I don't need to be playing up to that persona that I was playing up to before. It was like, you're in the city, you're going out drinking, you're doing partying, da, 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 da. I didn't need to do that anymore. And the kind of, I've, I'm very conscious that I used to care a lot about what people would think about me. Uh, and you're like, you're obviously just like, what, I need to go to the gym and I, what am I wearing? And da, 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 And everyone's asking, everyone asks questions about it And it's always like a kind of competition. But when you're in nature, it's just like, you're just in nature. And it's just like mm. quiet, quiet yeah. and peaceful and tranquil. Yeah, you find company in with with everything that's around you rather than people and trying to impress and and I know that can be a scary thought for a lot of people I think you know because all your you've obviously gone continued to do all these different adventures since then but they've all been solo is that right no uh well they are predominantly solo yes and I I do prefer solo I have um, I've done some adventures where I've brought people along. Um, Aconcagua, which went, uh, when I climbed that back in 2019, my friend Al came along. Um, that was partly because he's a really good friend of mine. And then partly because he actually understands about mountains. It's the first mountain I'd ever climbed. So I actually needed, needed someone who knew what they were doing because we did it without a guide. We just went up by ourselves. So I needed his expertise. And then he came on the next adventure with me and that kind of didn't really work because I was about pushing, I had a plan, I'd, I'd come up with the idea in my head of how I wanted to do it. And he came on it with a different idea, which wasn't compatible with my idea. And he was meant to do 30 days. And after 12 days, we came to an agreement that um, we'd go different ways. Uh, and going forward, rather than one of us coming up with an idea for adventure, like our next adventure together will be trekking in Nepal, it's going to be his adventure so i'm going on at his speed so he gets to set the pace and he wants to do something he's a more spiritual person so he's going to enlighten me into the world of um nepal um and meditation and all that kind of stuff which i don't really understand so um and the other adventures that people come along like they don't prepare as much they don't want to push themselves as hard and it sounds ridiculous but if you're like running across it was iceland was the one that was a bit of a problem for me if you're running 50k a day that's cool but you don't get your the kind of kick comes from doing the 70 kilometer days and if you're with someone who can't go past the 50 you're just doing something you know you can do every day you want to be able to pushing you get that high from pushing yourself to your limit um and i wasn't i'm not able to do that if i'm with other people so. right yeah yeah because I, I know that I've, I've read somebody you say it's all about human powered adventure and so yeah. i guess for you it's it is it's it's your human body how can you take it to that next level and it, it does it become quite addictive to, to think how can you push yourself that little bit further every time oh yeah it's absolutely it's um it's like a drug it's you know you the way i like to look at it is when i started i lived in this little circle 
of what my self-perceived limitations were. Uh, and when I pushed through that circle and pushed the boundaries out, the, the kind of area of that circle is what you're actually then that you believe you're capable of doing. You're like, wow, I can do all this other stuff. And then you push yourself to that boundary and it moves back even further. And you're like, oh, we just got to keep pushing. We've got to keep seeing how far we can go. What's next? What's next? Um, and I realized quite quickly, because I started off as a runner and I realized quickly that, yeah, I was, I was pushing, I was running and I was pushing myself and I was finding it pretty easy just to do long runs. It's like, what am I proving to myself? I, I can run a long way. So that's why I started cycling. And then I've taken on mountaineering and wilderness trekking uh ski touring and uh with Cotswold Outdoor just learned how to stand up paddleboard so it's like that will be a new thing and I've just yeah been, that's hey, my sport paddleboard yeah all yeah. right so yeah. yeah so I kind of and then and then I was with a group of people and they're all mountain bikers and I'm like right now I need to get a mountain bike and it's like uh once you know it's not just about pushing yourself and what you're good at it's about broadening all the different things that you can do and especially as you get older like I'm pushing I'm now 41 so your body sometimes it's good if you're like doing running and you get injured then you can jump on the bike and if you get injured doing the bike you can go and do trekking or something so by having by and each one's got a different buzz to it so and it's, it sounds a bit crazy but yesterday I took a day off from day 27 of my cycle having not had a day off so I took a day off yesterday and went and did went and did a trail run instead and I just like got that buzz. I was like, oh, I haven't done trail running for it forever. So now I'm already like, well, when I've done this one, which is 80 days, I know I'm going to get back into running. So because I need to get that buzz back again. So yeah, it is about getting the buzz. Yeah. And do you, do you, obviously, I think, I think I know the answer to this, but you feel mentally so much more healthy from before. And this, that decision to go to Canada, it was was it a lot to do it was a lot to do with your mental health I'm guessing and healing that and do you feel like you found the answer for you now in order to keep a healthy mind so uh it was definitely mental health and uh if I I I believe that if I'd stayed in that job and that environment any longer I would I, would, I was at the beginning of a, a spiral I think and that spiral probably would have taken me something like drinking way too much or becoming dependent on that kind of stuff um so I knew I had to get out a lot of people do like there are these like groups and they're like yeah go and do an adventure if you go do adventure you'll be happy um uh, I don't agree with that myself I don't think I don't think doing a big adventure means that you change and you come out of it like a new person that's got uh new like you can just deal with everything like you just all your problems go away I, that i don't agree with what i think is we all have little demons inside us and i know i do um and they're not bad but they're demons uh and when i was in the kind of city life those demons had the ability to take a bit more control over me now i've spent a lot of time self analyzing that kind of thing and i think i've worked out how to manage my demons and live a happier life so i don't think it's about getting rid of them or changing or anything like that it's just about learning who you are and learning how to live in a lifestyle that keeps the little demons quiet longer and you happier than you were before basically yeah and and really tuning into that i think you, know, you saying earlier that you took a day of cycling 
to do a run was probably you actually listening to your mind and your body to say, actually, we need a little change up today. Yeah. Let's do that so that you don't get stuck in a rut or, you know, you, yeah. like you say, keep those little demons at bay. Um, it's just important to be really aware. And it's that self-awareness, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people when I was like, so I was like taking a day off and they were like, oh, your leg's feeling tired. I was like, it's nothing to do with my legs. I'm fine. It's every single day thinking about I have to be here I have to do this where am I going to camp I need to get food um I, everything is like thinking 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 but you need to take a day off for the mind not for and like I'm going to a wedding on Friday so I'm actually cycling to a wedding to do a best man speech and then carry on my adventure Amazing. Uh, and, and that's that everyone thinks that's like taking a day off it's like mm. it's taking a day off a little bit but my mind will not get any rest because I'll be doing a speech and um and doing all the kind of wedding stuff so I actually wanted to take a day off to have a proper day off to let the mind you know do running go I went down to a river and that kind of just completely switched off so it was it was it's the mental side that you need to recover more than mm. yeah and I think that actually what's quite weird is a lot of people uh, ask me about the mental side of like when you're on adventure they're like oh you must be so mentally strong how do you cope how do you cope and it's like you got the completely wrong idea here you got the wrong question the, like it's how do I cope when I'm not on adventure that's when I struggle like when I'm on the adventure it's easy I'm having an amazing time I'm like getting up every morning doing what I love doing pushing myself my mind knows how to deal with that there's a routine there's a goal there's a... when I'm not on an adventure you're just like sitting at home going what am I what am I going to do today it's like and it's, it gives um, you a sense of purpose yeah it's a sense of purpose yeah. and that's why like you look at lot, quite a lot of adventures and they'll do like one big adventure a year um like me I'm like I just want to go from one to the other it's like 2019 I did Aconcagua then I trekked across Utah then I ran across Iceland then I cycled across Australia then I was meant to run across Madagascar uh, run the length of Madagascar but I got injured but it was like I there was no stopping I was just wanting to jump to the next one and it's like and I, when I when I switch off that's when I struggle mm, I think obviously this is the past year a lot of us have experienced that and realized that, that that sense of purpose is so important and so finding some sort of sport or way of moving outdoors I think is a really great great way to to generate purpose outside of that sort of tick box work you know do the life thing um yeah. how did you find how did you find lockdown out of curiosity then so yeah lockdown was hard so lockdown one I found pretty easy I got into a nice easy um routine of yoga and exercise and working and trying to keep it together because at the beginning it no one thought it was going to last very long it's just like yeah we'll just deal with it. and what's really bizarre for me is like I'd never done walks before I like I never went for a walk it just wasn't something I did um and then I just kind of started going for a walk every day and I can remember thinking oh, let's go for a stroll because normally everything I do outside is like big um so I just went for a walk and it was like it was a one kilometer I thought back and oh, I felt quite good and then as lockdown continued I did struggle like I really like struggled not being able to go out and do what I was meant to be doing I was meant to be cycling to Tokyo and that got canned and it was like this adventure that you get so emotionally attached to and you're working with a company to do it and then suddenly it gets taken away um that was difficult but it was going out for that daily walk every single day that allowed me to have 
think I was getting up to about 10k a day just walking in the morning uh they gave me an hour and a bit of just chilled out looking at the flowers got really into like birds and uh trying to find animals and take photos and actually starting to notice the seasons taking effect and all that and you're like oh this this is this is what's saving me on a day-to-day -day basis is that switching off not looking at the news not uh worrying about what you should be doing or or, or could be doing if it hadn't been for covid it's just like just take an hour and be present in yourself and just have an enjoyable quiet time yeah well that well that's a side of meditation you know that's very meditative so you said earlier that you you went into meditation but uh i think yeah you've already found it to an extent there um so i'm really interested to dive in to talk about your cycling trip that you're on right now um so what is the crux of it if you could sort of explain the mission that you're on right now so i was uh i was approached by whole peanut butter 2020 to cycle to the olympics because they're a uh, team gb supplier um and um that was, that was my adventure then it was cancelled so then um we kind of planned it again for this year then it was cancelled um so we decided to reroute it and just do 10,000 kilometers around the uk um visiting and basically i just wrote a list of all the things i wanted places i wanted to go and all that kind of stuff and just go and see them all go and see britain go and enjoy everything like wales is amazing i just went there and like i changed my route like i was like oh, i need to spend more time in this area i need to go and cycle around in loops and stuff um and you know down like the lizard and land's end john O'Groats, like cornwall devon and mate super hilly um and i realized that this adventure like cycling around the uk is it's beautiful it's far more difficult i think than cycling to tokyo like, really oh, that's quite a statement so physically um i've done over forty thousand, well over forty thousand meters of ascent already so that's um like nearly five times the height of everest um and what else is big like there's a the, there is if you're on an adventure going from a to b and you're just going in a line you can't stop you just have to keep going when you're in the uk from a kind of emotional point you can stop at any time like it's home is just there you just stop so you're actually trying to like trying to keep yourself going forward when the end is like an hour and a half away like i'm really close to where i'm going to be ending in 52 days but i've got to do 52 days going round that place to end up there so it's kind of mentally a little bit more difficult so where where is it that you end that you're finishing it so i was meant to be ending in tokyo so the pr creators behind it came up with stokyo so, nice so i'm finishing in very tokyo. good <laughs> uh hopefully collecting some um some people doing some cheers for team gb um or for the olympics and all that kind of stuff so but it, yeah it's it's just the for me i try just to focus on the fact that i'm getting to see the best of britain i'm getting to camp in some cool places uh i get to spend all day every day outside um and i get to to kind of meet the people of britain as a tourist which is kind of fun like when you go down to like deep deep whales and you're standing in the shop and you have no idea what anyone's saying because they're all speaking welsh and you're like 
it actually feels like I'm on a, an adventure in somewhere thing. And you just, you get continually, continually surprised by Britain. It's, it is amazing. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I've just come back from Cornwall, actually, and I love it there. We try and go down as much as possible. But it does actually feel a little bit, sometimes like a, a culture change because the Cornish, they have very much their own kind of food and they have their own language and their own way of doing things. And you do get that that feeling without having to jump on a plane and you know fly to the yeah. other side of the world. You, you can definitely get that within the UK. And I think that's what's so incredible about it. Um, you mentioned just a minute ago that you camping. So how are you finding that sort of finding spots? You're wild camping, I'm guessing. Well, I'm so you're not. I I do like because I work with companies. I do like to respect the laws. So I I try to find farmers and ask them if I can use their land because you know I I don't like wild camping is amazing and where you can and you get permission to do it you do it responsibly and it's brilliant but when you see all these kind of people going out setting fires up uh which ruins the the soil leaving litter out uh like abusing farmers land i try to try not to encourage that so yeah I, and, and i do i kind of i do go to campsites as well because you know i love watching i kind of do all these videos about camping equipment and stuff like that i love going places to watch people in their campsites and just look at the joy that people have of being out camping mm. um and i just kind of i revel in that a little bit just like you know i can wild camp whenever i want so it's just just uh yeah i just Absolutely. i'll camp wherever i can and i'm sure that after a, a long day on the bike you fancy a shower so a campsite oh, no, I, is... I, I, i'm i no, i'm not one of those people are you not oh no oh, god so the wonderful one or the other wonderful thing about doing it in the uk is i'm getting to see so many friends so i do go around to if i've got a friend's house i'll go around and see them and stay there um and i'll have a shower at their house but i i like being dirty so i yeah. like four five six days i won't even take this clothes these clothes off i'll just leave i'll sleep in my shorts um like an extra things. skin then becomes yeah. extra skin yeah you've got to be dirty that's part of the fun of being out camping oh unless you can find i have got like my towel is on the side of my bike so i can just pull it out really quickly and i've got swimming trunks there so i can go for swims and rivers and stuff so oh, that's beautiful. and that's also very good for your muscles so that kind of works as a double double thing but did you get yeah. to enjoy any of the waterfalls in wales I didn't. Now, that is one of the things that becomes a little bit tricky when you have a bike, which is which has got all your stuff on it. You're kind of stuck to the bike. Uh, but I'm I kind of you always have to find silver linings. So I am using this 10,000 kilometer cycle to see some amazing things and also make a list of all the places I'm going to go back with my camper van. And the idea is I'm going to do another loop in September, but in my camper van and I'll go back and I'll have hopefully a stand up paddle board in the back and I'll have my bike on the back and I'll have uh, and I'll be able to stop and actually go and see places properly and do a bit of kind of away from the road exploring. But Yeah, because I guess that's the thing you you equally, you know, you're, you're on a you know, you've got to get from A to B and you've got to keep going yeah. on this one. So you can't quite sit back, relax and, and enjoy the yeah. views for too long. Um, where, where's been your sort of most special place in the UK so far? Snowdonia. Lizard. Um, I loved, the problem is the whole of the South Coast is not, wasn't seen in its best light. It rained every single day, all day. So I was wet sleeping in a wet tent 
wet clothes, gray. You never, I didn't get to see that in its best light. Uh, but you know, when I kicked on to like St. David's, uh, which St. David's was absolutely gorgeous. I'd definitely go back there. Um, where did I go? Um, Treen, uh, down in Cornwall. And there's such a lovely campsite there. Um, just really nice people. Um, so yeah. How, how, how have you found it then those because I've been following your journey and seeing these these Instagram stories with it pouring down with rain how does does that affect your mood you know every day it felt like it was I think you put one point you put um you know just don't don't go where I am if you want good weather yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah how do you it get through get, those days when it like, can oh. get you down but in all honesty, it's that whole thing. There's no such thing as bad weather. There's only bad kit or the wrong kit or something. Now, I had a jacket on that kept me completely dry every single day. Um, so my body never got wet. And hands and feet, it doesn't matter if they're wet. Um, so you just have to find you just have to find the fun in it and just revel in the, you know, aim for the puddles. Let them get, get dirty, get wet and enjoy it. Because if you let it get you down or you let it conquer you, then it wins no i think that's a really great way attitude actually because yeah you can sort of fight it or you can embrace it and if you're gonna you know be outdoors in nature especially in the uk you know bit of a holiday down the cornish coast or doing a trip like you're doing you're gonna get good days and you're gonna get bad days so you have to embrace it for all it's worth and actually enjoy the contrast and enjoy the difference yeah you know, 100%. So I, I think, and, yeah. And, and I'd say just buy the right kit. If you have the right <laughs> kit, then you, then you, it, it really does. Like you, you see people just walking around or like with the wrong tent or the wrong jacket. And you're like, for like 20 quid more, you could have really enjoyed this whole experience a lot better. So, you know, do the research uh, before you, before you go and make sure you've got what you need to make sure you can enjoy it no matter what. And I know that on your website, there's a, you've got a quote um, that says, when things get tough, I simply sit back and remember the life I used to live. That's all I need to get me back up again. And do, you, do you sort of find that every now and again, that little, that little sort of trigger comes back and you go, you're having a down day. No, that's what I could be doing. Does it give you motivation yeah. still? Yes, 100%. Like, it's like you're, if you're, no matter where you are in the world, if everything's going wrong, like on the bike and you get flat tires and things brake pads go and all that and it's raining and you just you I, I do literally sit down and go well if you weren't doing you made a decision to leave the office where everything was comfortable predictable um and set out for you to come to a world where it's unpredictable and um but you're outside and you're getting to do with what you love and there's less of a there's less certainty uh, at any point you can make that decision to go back to that world but you made the decision to be here so don't complain and, and I guess I just get up and carry on but mm-hmm. I also found that the more you adventure the more you get out the more you push yourself the more you meet people um, you learn that, that something good will always happen every day so if it's, everything's going wrong at lunchtime if you keep pushing on something will probably happen later that day which will make you think that day was completely worthwhile um or like if you look if you're on a long hill and it's really hard or something then I just look back through my little 
um, memories and think, well, this till is about a tenth of the size of the one you did last year. Um, so you know you can do it. So shut up and just keep going. Stop complaining um, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, I think. I was going to ask, has this sort of you being in the midst of of the midst of the elements and nature has that sort of changed your relationship with the environment? And earlier you were saying you know you you do like to make sure that you're staying in farmers' fields that you've got um, permission for and campsites because there is a danger of, of destroying the environment mm. otherwise. And has has all these adventures sort of changed the way you think as well about the environment and how you look after it and your kind of space within nature? Yeah, 100%. Like when you're going through it every day and when you've done it, like I've done 37,000 kilometers of adventuring now. You like, and even like in the UK, you, you see how we're abusing it and how that are the negative impact of human beings. And there's lots of little things that we could do which would make such dramatic changes to the environment and make it better, make it nicer for other people. Like when I've, I can remember quite often I take a bin bag if I'm going up a mountain or something and pick up all the litter. And it's like, why would you litter? Like, why would you come all the way here and then drop litter? You came here because it was beautiful. Um, so I kind of, yeah, I, and I just, I get sad sometimes when I see what we do um so but and, and it is overwhelming when you think how could i do something to help and then you start looking at the logistics of i remember the worst one for me was a beach in madagascar it was just like i want to clean that beach and then when you start taking you peeling the onion back and oh my lord to do that you have to do this 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 it costs a fortune you have to change this there's people who get out of and you're like oh so I think I'm probably one of the people who will pick small battles and try and win them. Um, so that's, that's all, all yeah. we, you know, we all need to do that. Yeah. Work within our possibilities. And if everyone does that, then it makes a huge difference. Mm. Um, so, so yeah. So the big question that I do like to ask everybody is, is looking back at the ripples you've made in your life. What is, what are the biggest lessons that you've learned for keeping your mind and body healthy? Oh, wow. Um, okay, so I think the biggest lesson I've learned is um, when you're about to do something challenging, a lot of people will say you can't do this, you can't, that's not possible or that kind of thing. And quite often I find that that is people uh, projecting their what they think they're not able to do onto you because they if they don't think they can do it they don't think you should be able to do it um and you should just like when i was doing running the americas i was standing in vancouver and people were saying you can't do this you can't run over the andes you can't run over the atacama desert it's not possible and when i arrived at the to run across the atacama desert and the andes i've been running for 12 months and by the time i I arrived at, I realized that yes, the person who was standing at the starting line would not be possible. It would not be possible for them to do that on day one. But because I was conscious of what I was in setting out to achieve, I spent every day trying to learn all the skills I needed that when I would arrive at any of the obstacles I would come to, I would be in the best position to be able to, to overcome them. So now every day I'm doing something, I'm like, what, what skills do I need to, to cultivate for whatever's coming next? How can I, what can I learn today that's going to help me tomorrow? 
uh, that will allow me to overcome a bigger obstacle and that kind of thing. So it's always just kind of, yeah, be present in the moment to get the skills for what's coming in the future. Mm. And what is answers your question? Yeah, no, but... it does very much. <laughs> it's, it's a very uh, personal question. So I think whatever come, comes from you is, is, is what it is. And um, so what, what, is, what is coming in the future for you? What have you got coming up? no idea it's because like you you, well you just can't plan anything yeah um like i'm falling in love with you know this is my third bike tour uh fourth bike tour uh and during lockdown i sat there with maps going right i want to go there there i want to go there there i haven't done that so there's a whole load of cycle touring things i want to do um you know I, i i lived in a camper van for a year i have a camper van i'd like to spend a bit more time doing that and you know what that allows is a bit more variety in your adventuring so as i said earlier like having a stand-up paddleboard or a, a bike and all this and going out and doing lots of different adventures every day just small ones um i want me and al are going to go out to uh, nepal and go on a kind of more spiritual hike uh i probably want to climb a m- another mountain i need to do another big trail run um so it's like i'll just come up with I have, I have so like every day I'm sitting on the bike thinking what can I do next what can I do next so it'll just be like ticking off whatever they are yeah it's great you know and I guess it's just what what kind of your soul wants at that time and then you kind of mm. follow that and and yeah you don't know where it's going to take you um and, and and even 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 though I like like the whole thing for me is pushing yourself pushing yourself sometimes it is nice just to go and venture where you know you don't take a video camera you don't have any expectations you're just going to go and do something really easy just for the sake of going and do something really easy and just like having fun and yeah so without any pressure so I'll probably do a bit of that for a while yeah I'd love to see you do a paddleboarding adventure that would be uh well, I paddleboarded I paddleboarded once I didn't fall in uh, yeah, well, and then a- I was on it for about two hours that's um, good I mean pa- falling is part of the fun though I have to say <laughs> yeah, I know, but I was in the middle of this cycling adventure when I did it, so I didn't want to get my hair wet because it was going to be then on the bike, and I don't want to get uh, a cold. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my that was my excuse. Um, no, I love the water. Anything in water, yeah, is amazing. Oh well, I know but, uh, that. I think you... I need to, I, I need I need to hone my skills of uh, before I start doing an adventure on a stand up paddleboard. Yeah, yeah, but I I think I'd like I'd love to see it. It'd be awesome. Um, cool. Well, I know that you've got to go and, and find you know your your place to camp for tonight so I won't yeah. take you any longer um but I know also you've got a film coming out I've recently watched a trailer uh when's, yeah. when's what, what's that all about it's and it's out now oh it's out trailer I've only seen the trailer yeah it's uh it's uh it was, it was kind of it's a bit of a weird one because during lockdown we filmed this film which was something completely different and then about two months ago they phoned me up and said right we've changed this we're actually just going to do the film about you and I was like oh wow Uh, And then a film crew turned up. uh, I sat in a garage for three hours. We chatted. And then less than a month later, they've created this film, which is called No Limit. And it is uh, about me adventuring and, you know, the whole um, kind of ethos of pushing yourself uh, to the limit. Um, Yeah, it's quite weird to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I watched it. I watched it. I was like, oh. Um, So, yeah. It's good. It's on. It's on Global YouTube? Cycling Network. Okay, Global, Global Cycling Network. Yeah, and I saw the. I think I saw the. There's a trailer on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, amazing! It's, well, um, thanks. Thanks so much, Jamie. And if, if people want to follow your adventure now and 
for the in the future where can they find you where's the best way to find you so i um i've renamed myself i was jamie is running i'm now jamie is adventuring mm -hmm. uh instagram probably the best place for me if you want to follow this trip for the next 52 days um and the whole earth peanut butter website has got a map where you can see where i'm going to be the whole time um yeah that's probably instagram is the best place yeah yeah it's, and it's, it's worth it it's it's great because you you're so you're so good at keeping keeping up to date with your stories and stuff because that's a whole different thing but it's great to follow yeah. your adventure and um i wish you the best of luck for the next 50 odd days Thanks. um Thank you hopefully very much. hopefully the rain the rain stopped now we get a nice run of it yes yeah i know i can now start complaining about sunburn yeah. um exactly. being too hot <laughs> um, like a good British person and just complain no matter what the weather is exactly well you're on a British trip so that would only yeah. be expected <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Start a Ripple podcast if you like what you heard then please do subscribe and write a review it helps other like-minded souls find this podcast and means you'll never miss an episode if you want to get in touch, then the best place to find me is via Instagram. I'm at with underscore India. Or you can find my wellbeing hub at Finn and Flow. Thanks again and speak to you soon. <laughs>